If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to another episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. And today, before I jump into the topic of the episode, I wanted to let you know that beginning on November 15th, I am launching a 30-day no-contact challenge. And this is to help those of you that are struggling with no-contact to help get you through the hard times of the holidays. The holidays can be a very tough time to go through a breakup. You are seeing other couples together. It's a time where you're probably reminded of memories of past holidays with your ex. So it can just in general be a really hard time. So I put together the 30-day no contact challenge that will help provide you guidance, support, and accountability to make sure that you are not reaching out to your ex. So this challenge is only $30, which means it's only a dollar a day. And with it, you will get a guidebook, you will get daily emails, a Facebook support group, as well as a 30-day no-contact journal. So you can head to the link in my show notes to sign up. And again, we will be kicking this challenge off on November 15th. And again, it's only a dollar a day. So moving into today's podcast episode, we are going to be talking about the biggest blocks preventing you from healing. This week on my Instagram, I had the discussion of what does it mean when it's been, you know, over a year since you've had your breakup and still haven't been able to let go of your ex. And so that led to the discussion of what are the things that are preventing you from getting over your breakup. So today I'm going to go over five of the biggest blocks that are likely going to get in the way of you being able to get over your ex. And even though I mentioned this in terms of someone who hasn't been able to get over their ex for a long period of time, even if you're just in the beginning stages of your breakup, I very highly encourage you to listen to the full episode because these are things that the sooner you work on them, the better off you're going to be and the sooner you'll be able to let go of your ex. 
So the first block that I see preventing people from being able to get over their ex is hanging on to hope that you guys are going to get back together. While it's completely normal to want to get back together with your ex, to even have the hopes that you guys are going to get back together, what causes the block is when you have that thought and you have that belief and then you start acting on it. And what acting on it can look like is not going, like deciding not to go through the healing process because you don't want to get over your ex because you have the hope that you guys are going to get back together or, you know, continuing to contact them because you don't want to lose that connection in hopes that you guys are going to get back together, trying to stay friends with your ex again so you don't lose that connection. I see so many people make a conscious decision to not go through the healing process or to not start opening themselves up to dating again because they think that if I am going to walk away from this relationship, then I'm going to lose all possible chances of getting back together with an ex. And this also comes up with the no contact rule. If I block my ex, if I delete them from social media, does that mean that if I am meant to be with them that I'm throwing away that chance? And the answer to that is absolutely not. You've heard me say this before. You've heard this on my episode of why I married my ex. But if you are meant to be with someone, you will be. And there's nothing in the world that's going to stop that from happening. So that's why it's so important to, even though you have those thoughts and those hopes of maybe getting back together, that you don't act on them. Do not act on them. The best thing to do is to act as if you are moving forward. Because at the end of the day, the healing that you're doing from the breakup, all it's going to do is it's going to help you personally with your own growth journey, with self-love and self-care. Like all of the things that you're doing are not going to be hurtful things at the end of the day. And it's so much better to take those actions and act as if because I find it to be very rare that we end up getting back together with with an ex and ask yourself like would you rather six months from now be in the exact same place that you are right now where you're still in so much pain and reeling with this breakup or would you rather from six like six months from now be in a better position where you have better self-esteem, you have a higher sense of self-worth, you are able to look at the relationship and the breakup in a new positive way. And if your ex does come end up coming back into the picture, all you've done is work to improve on yourself. So at the end of the day, there's really no harm, no foul. And you've ended up making this incredible investment into yourself. I got a message the other day from someone who had gone through their breakup almost two years ago. And she had mentioned to me that she did hold on to hope that they were going to get back together. So she stayed in contact with her ex. She stayed friends with them. And then a year after, they had this conversation where her ex said, like, I still don't want to get back together. And So a year later, she had to go through that breakup pain all over again and never did any of the healing process. So at the end of the day, it comes – it's your decision. Do you want to look into the future where you're still feeling this amount of pain or do you want to go through the 
you know, sometimes painful process of healing the breakup so you are in a better position later on. The second block that I see people going through that prevents them from healing is giving up on moving forward and just having a, you know, a negative mindset. After going through a breakup, there are going to be a lot of negative thoughts that that come into your mind of this is the be- my ex was the best I was ever going to get. I lost my chance on finding the partner to spend the rest of my life with. I'm not good enough. Uh, it was all my fault that this breakup happened. If only I had done this. So all of those are are going to be normal thoughts that are going to pop into your head. But there are ways to overcome those thoughts. You know, all of the tools that I talk about on this podcast of of journaling and writing gratitude lists and writing down the positive things about you, those are all going to be things that will help you bring some positivity into the picture and start being able to shift those thoughts. Doing things like meditation are going to help you just let those thoughts pass through your head instead of clinging on to them and believing that they're real and doing things like talking to friends about the thoughts that you have so they can provide you with a different perspective and provide you with support and encouragement. What I see happen sometimes though is you know, you hear people say like I'm giving up on finding someone like I've just decided that I'm not someone that can find love. I'm never going to find someone else. I'm never going to feel that kind of love again. And not to get all, you know, manifestation and and kind of woo-woo on you, but I really believe that if if you're going to have those thoughts, then that is what's going to be your reality. So there's a difference between, you know, having these thoughts pass through and realizing that yes, these are thoughts, but they're not necessarily real or, you know, taking on that thought and making it part of your identity where you start acting as if you're never going to find someone again. So you close yourself off to new relationships. You close yourself off to the ability to heal from this pain that you're going through. If you find yourself saying the words like never or always, I'm always going to feel like this, this pain's never going to pass then there's a chance that you're not that you are going to be like that for always or for never. So when you catch yourself having thoughts like that, ask yourself like is this true? And at the end of the day, no, it's not true. Like look back on past relationships or past breakups that you've been through where you've probably had similar thoughts. Like I've been through breakups where I you know, didn't want to leave the relationship because I thought that was my only chance. But luckily, you know, I I went through the work and, and started feeling better. And I had these new experiences that proved to me that those thoughts aren't true. Like I am good enough. I do deserve love. Practicing affirmations can be a great way to combat those beliefs that you have. So if you catch yourself saying, I'm never going to get over this breakup, you can say to yourself, I am powerful, I am strong, and I will make it through this. Really just taking that negative thought and putting it, putting the opposite into an affirmation can be something that would be really, really powerful for you. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. The third block that I see preventing people from moving on is a lack of honesty either with other people or more importantly with yourself. So after a breakup happens, we end up creating this narrative in our head of of what happened, what led to the breakup, how the breakup happened. And as it gets you know, further and further from the breakup as we're talking to more people and, you know, spreading this narrative that we have, that can get further and further from the truth. So this can happen in a couple different ways. One is maybe the relationship. And the example I have for this is the toxic relationship that I was in. After the breakup happened, I felt a lot of guilt and shame for staying in a relationship for so long that was clearly so toxic, so I didn't end up sharing that with other people. I was too embarrassed, so I didn't tell people that it was verbally and emotionally abusive. I didn't tell them all of the the horrible things that happened behind closed doors and that made my healing process from the breakup so so much longer. This can also happen if you do want to end up getting back together with your ex. If that's the case, then you probably are going to not want to say anything bad about them because you want to like reserve the right to be able to get back together with them in the future. There's also the case of, you know, 
want like you still love this person and you're looking at the relationship with the these like rose-colored glasses where you're only looking at the good things and that will cause you to like want to defend your ex or defend the relationship to your friends. So what all this does essentially is it prevents you from looking at the relationship honestly. You're lying to other people. Most importantly, you're lying to yourself. And not even to say that this is like a conscious lie. A lot of the time we do this really unconsciously just because we're trying to protect ourselves and protect our ego, protect our ability to get back together with this person. But when you're not being honest with yourself and those around you, it's going to be really hard to actually be able to heal from the breakup because if you don't even know truly what you're trying to heal from, how are you going to heal from it? How are you going to get over it if you're not even telling yourself the truth about what happened? So if you are someone who is hesitant to tell your friends the truth about what happened in the breakup or what happened in the relationship, not even to say like, just go and tell them the truth, but ask yourself, why am I not telling the truth? Am I not telling the truth because I'm embarrassed? If that's the case, then your friends are completely going to understand and just love you no matter what. We've all made questionable decisions in past relationships. If you are not telling the truth and you ask yourself and you discover, yeah, I do want to be able to get back together with this person and that's why I'm not telling the truth, then again, go back to the second point of like holding on to hope that the relationship is still going to work. Ask yourself, do you want to protect your ex, defend your ex, or do you want to actually heal? There is so much power in telling the truth to loved ones about what happened in the traumas that I've been through in my life. I have kept, I had kept so many of those a secret and it was not until I actually got honest and told the truth that I was actually able to have that weight lifted from me and be able to heal. One way to do this is to write about the relationship, like write it down on paper first and be really, really honest. And then you can kind of take a look at what happened from a more objective stance, like read back what you wrote so you can actually see what happened. And then when it comes to being honest with other people, I tell people like pick your safest person in your support system, like someone that you know is not going to judge you, someone that you know loves you so much and just test it out on them first and see the relief that comes from that and see the amount of love that you receive back. So that's a great place to start. You don't have to like write about it on social media or, you know, gather all your friends and and make this big announcement, but just start small and my guess is you are going to feel so much relief that it's going to start happening with other people too. The fourth block has to do with staying in the role of a victim. And I want to be really careful when describing this because I know there are a lot of you out there that are victims of whether that's abuse or being cheated on. So I'm not trying to take that away from you. There are, you know, a lot of people who are victims of really abusive partners and and things like that. So I'm not trying to take away your pain or invalidate your feelings. However, when we stay 
when we decide to like unpack and live in the victim role, it causes a lot of issues. It leads to trust issues. It leads to isolation because if you feel like you're a victim, you don't want anyone else to ever victimize you again. So it can cause you to isolate from not only friends and family, but also potential future relationships. It can keep you in this place of just being angry and bitter at the world. And it can cause you to look at the world through these really dark colored glasses. So Yes, we need to address the hurt and the pain that other people caused us and we can address that, yes, we are a victim in this situation, but then we need to start working to to move out of that. Once you can start doing that, it'll cause you to become so much more empowered and being able to see yourself as this strong person that's been able to overcome that. And this is not going to be a process that happens overnight. The important thing is going to be the mindset. And I, you know, I touched on that in, you know, saying I'm never going to be with someone again, but just having the mindset of, I know that I am going to get through this. I know that I'm going to be someone that can overcome this. And in terms of like shifting your mindset of, of being a victim. To give you an example, when I got out of my toxic relationship, I stayed in that victim role for for years. And whenever someone, you know, talked about when I whenever I talked about the relationship, all I would talk about was like how much how much he had hurt me, how much pain he had caused me. And that caused me to stay so resentful and so angry at this person to the point where I shared about this in another episode, but whenever I would hear his name, you know, even on a TV show or on the radio, I would get sick to my stomach because I had so much like anger and disgust towards this person. So what I ended up doing is I ended up taking a look at what part did I play in the situation. And what I ended up seeing was that I was a human being that had choices and I made the choice to stay with this person for, you know, a period of time. I also was able to take a look and see that I had very low self-esteem during that time. And I, you know, almost welcomed the abuse because I thought so low of myself that I almost thought that I deserved it. So my mindset and my beliefs played a role in that happening to me. And then the last part of that was I was able to see that he was a really, really sick person. He, you know, had a lot of issues growing up. He also had really low self-esteem that he ended up taking out on me, but I was able to see that he was also just a really sick person. And I got to this place where I was able to look at him and just feel really sad that that's how he had to live his life. So being able to see things from that person's point of view, this is by no means to justify any of their actions or say that it's okay because it's not. But when you can see it from their point of view, it'll at least help give some insight as to why it happened. And then also taking a look at what what part did you play? This is by no means to say that it's your fault. It was not your fault necessarily, but just seeing like what role did I play in that? Because then you can see it from a more empowered point of view and be able to make changes 
for the future because if I never took a look at what part I played in it, it would have been much more likely that I were to end up in another toxic and abusive relationship. But because I took the time to go through that, I was able to work on the beliefs that I had about myself. I was able to establish really strong boundaries and be able to see red flags and know that if that ever popped up in a future relationship that I'd be able to walk away. So there's a lot of power in being able to see a harm in a new way so that way it doesn't ever happen again. And then the last block is just generally not taking the time to feel your feelings. I, you know, in my coaching sessions, I see a lot that people just want to jump into the healing process that's going to make them feel better. So they just immediately want to get into the work of, you know, forgiveness and moving forward and all of these things. But I always have to stop people and ask them, like, have you really taken the time to acknowledge how you feel? Have you really taken the time to see that you were really hurt and that you have to mourn this loss in your life? When you don't take the time to feel your feelings, and I feel like I sound like a broken record player because I mentioned this on so many episodes, but when you don't take the time to feel your feelings, they don't just go away. They end up living in they end up living in you, in your body, and then in the future, something can pop up to trigger it and you'll have to feel those feelings all over again. I understand that it's not a fun process to feel your feelings and it seems so much better to just leapfrog over them and get to the point where you feel good and you love being single and you're out dating and out having fun. But unfortunately, that's just not how it works because when you don't take the time to feel the anger, then the anger sits and becomes a resentment that can you know, affect your ability to you know, trust people in the future or, you know, be able to point out those red flags in the future. So when you take the time to feel that anger and express it in a healthy way, whether that's through writing or boxing or punching a pillow, whatever you have to do, that way that you'll give yourself a channel to get those feelings out of you. And the same goes for sadness. The same thing goes for if you're feeling shame about the relationship, there's no harm in taking the time to feel that. And in fact, there's actually going to be a huge benefit that comes with your healing process. So when someone comes to me and says, "I, it's been a year, I'm still not feeling any better, I still feel really hung up on my ex, we go through all of the emotions of, okay, did you take the time to feel sad? Did you take the time to get angry? Did you take the time to to sit with your feelings and and have them come up? Because I'm telling you, that's probably the biggest block that I see that prevents people from being able to move on. So again, so much of this comes down to a choice. Would you rather sidestep the feelings and just try to move on so you can feel happy right away? But then in six months, a year, two years, have to go through this grieving process all over again? Or would you rather, you know, buckle down, feel the feelings now? And this is not to say that you have to feel your feelings intensely all the time. There needs to be a healthy level of distracting yourself and doing things to make you be able to like go to work and do the things that you have to do. 
but it's so much better to take the time to do that now and not later on so you can actually start letting go and and feeling peace and freedom about having to lose that person in your life. So those are the five biggest blocks that I see and this is all just going to be food for thought to consider. Am I starting any of these patterns? Am I not being honest? Am I acting on the hope that my ex and I might get back together? Am I sidestepping my feelings and just stuffing them down? Am I finding myself like really living in that victim role? So these are just things to ask yourself so they don't become a problem later on. And if you're someone that it's been a long time since your breakup, are you doing any of these things? I, you know, I gave specific actions to do to overcome each of those. So start incorporating some of these, you know, little actions into your your day-to-day life and and try seeing what a difference that it makes of being able to break through those blocks so you can, you know, feel that freedom because we don't want to live a life where we're constantly thinking about someone from our past. That's just not a way to live. So it's very important for me to give you guys these tools and these warnings, I guess, of what to not do so you're not in a position down the road where you're still super stuck on someone. So I will see you guys here next week. I have a very special guest talking about anxiety next week, so make sure you tune in. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. 